Hi, I'm Christine Dorr, owner of Neo Coco. And I'm Tammy Tan, owner of Spice Hound. And we are co-owners of Kitchen 519, our shared-use commercial kitchen in the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome to Lettuce Wrap, the podcast about food, food business, and the people who work in the industry. Tammy? Yes, Christine? Peanut butter? Love it! Me too! I've always had it since I was a kid. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you know? Staple. What about other nut butters? I... I guess I'm just not as um, as familiar with it as, and I certainly didn't grow up with it. How about yourself? Uh, just, I know almond and cashew and hazelnut, of course, mixed yes. with chocolate, especially. Okay. Yeah. Nutella, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge one. And I love that because it's chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> so today we have Juliana Glassman of Alma Superfoods. Hi, Juliana. Welcome, Juliana. Hi, ladies. We absolutely love Juliana's products. She has very unusual nut butters based from where you grew up, the Peruvian influence as yes, well. Yes, I have a line of nut butters where I infuse some Latino American ingredients. And um, as a result, I came with these four nut butters that Two of them have sweet flavors and two of them have savory flavors. Mm. So I don't use any peanuts. I usually work with uh, almonds, uh, hazelnuts, and cashews. Is it because you don't like peanuts? So my husband introduced me to peanut butter for the first time many years ago, and I didn't like it. Then he said, oh, we have to change your mind about this. So then he tried with almond butter, and I totally love it. So I became a fan of almond butter, but at that point I was still working, but I have this, uh, so that I wanted, I wanted to have my, uh, a small business with artisanal food, kind of bringing flavors for home. And I start taking some entrepreneurship classes in San Francisco where I develop a business plan there. Initially, my idea was, uh, marinades, like a natural marinades for food. But during the class, I started learning that some products, when you start a business, can be just seasonal. So my my instructor encouraged me to kind of think more like uh, start with products that can be more than more like seasonal products. So then when I uh, was going to classes, every day in the morning, I used to make my sandwiches. <laughs> to bring to the class and eat it during the break time. And I started playing with nut butters, to be honest, and kind of putting flavors, putting avocado, putting many things. And then I share my sandwiches in class and people love it. So (laughs) then it was like, uh, huh. Are people asking, can I have a bite of your sandwich? Or are you like offering? I I, like usually uh, bring like two or three sandwiches. Oh, and then, so Juliana. And <laughs> then I just share it and people's like, oh, what is this? What did you put in this sandwich? So I said, oh, I put some avocado, I put some chili, I put this or that. Just like, oh, wow, I love it. And then it's like, hmm, maybe this can be a good idea. <laughs> is that something you grew up with? I mean, like mixing avocado and uh, is there even nut butters existing in Peru? We are not picking nut butters. But we have nuts, like uh, Brazilian nuts, uh, peanuts. But people are not into nut butters. So when you said like avocado with chilies and nut butters on a sandwich, 
is that a Juliana creation? Or yeah, that's a Juliana creation. <laughs> I think I, uh, I think I like to create products. I, I think that's one of my strengths. Kind of uh, played and make things and see what's the taste, how things come, and from there. Sometimes I can get it right. Sometimes just like no, no, it's a no, no. So. <laughs> Did you had um, previous culinary experience? Uh, yes, I went actually, I do, took intense years of culinary school in Boston. I went to Le Cordon Bleu. Mm-hmm. But before that, I went to a hotel management school in Peru where I studied hotel management. And I was uh, working for many years in the hospitality industry kind of managing uh, restaurants in hotels uh, in Peru and U.S. So this is quite a transition for you from hotel management to now an entrepreneur. Yes. And also it's very interesting. I think I, through life, I went through different phases uh, because I study actually uh, pharmacy and biochemistry initially. (laughs) And I I think... Uh, I think that's why I see why I like to ma- like I like mixing things. Right. I think I like like I, f- I see kitchen my my kitchen as a lab and where I create things. So you come at it uh, from a scientist point of view. Yes. Uh, for example, when I start prototyping my nut butters, so I went through all these things of checking expiration day, how like. Uh, flavor can change, how consistency change. Uh, even even though like uh, being a small business, I did like a preliminary um, lab test because it's required. But if you wanted to go more into detail of like expiration thing. So testing for what? Uh, the first one is just for pH uh, test. See like uh, your product can develop bacteria or fungus quickly. You said that's required by the state, right? Yes, in order right. to have the PFR, process food uh, registration uh, permit. Yeah, and just so people know, in the state of California, the California Food Drug Administration requires you to have a processed food registration. Yes. And with Juliana's specific product, I guess nuts and peanuts and all that has had a lot of issues. I mean, I know there's been E. coli breakouts and things like that. So they're probably even more sensitive. Sensitive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, that's why you have to be very careful where you store your ingredients. I usually like to work with local growers from almonds and also hazelnuts. It's not the same situation with cashews because cashews are now growing in the United States. But also I make sure that my source are from coming for good suppliers. Well, how how long have you been doing this? When did when did John try to introduce you to peanut butter and it didn't work uh, out and you started taking in two thousand probably fourteen. Okay. And then in 2015, I uh, started the entrepreneurship course at Renaissance Center in San Francisco. And then after that, I kind of follow the business plan that I kind of put in the class. And from then, kind of start working. But many things change also. I have to admit, like, uh, my business plan initially is totally different than what I am doing now because... At that time, I thought I will have 12 flavors. <laughs> and then when I came to reality, it's like, uh, 
no way you can have two flavors when you start a business. How come? Uh, because it's a lot of work uh, just to make one batch and imagine four flavors. Uh, imagine 12 flavors initially. So I decide to kind of do kind of a focus group with friends and kind of from there take the flavors that were the favorite ones to them. So for your business plan, you said it's different from when you started, but are you still up- updating it? Uh, no, that's the truth. Is I didn't change my business plan uh, yet. I but what I I I follow what I I wrote there. So basically, kind of uh, when I incorporate my company and then prototyping and then kind of start selling. I think I, I am kind of going slow, to be honest. Uh, I set goals for uh, the end of this year and for the following year. So I, I hope we can accomplish those uh, goals and uh, also uh, update my, one of the things also update my business plan. But I think I pretty much, I kind of go through the things that I, I wrote in the past, but I obviously I need to make the adjustments and changes and initially I kind of do the cottage law act in 2016 from home Uh, but then I saw the restrictions in terms of selling so I decided to join uh, kitchen finating which is awesome I found this place and start joining the kitchen in November uh, October 2016 and from then, I uh, started working, uh, making production from here. But in terms of sales, I wish I we are in more stores. I, I think we, I am kind of behind that. But uh, I started kind of engaging again and kind of putting the product in new stores. So my goal is like continue growing between the end of this year plus following year. And then become with more products. So where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, uh, I see Alma kind of having a line of products, kind of developing not only nut butters, but now we, I can do my marinades that I was thinking in the past. And um, breakfast um, products like uh, oatmeal or bars uh, infused with Latin American flavors. So that's my goal, kind of develop a line of products for Alma. So not traditional, but influenced by. Influenced by, yes. Do you want to have like your own cafe to serve these things or will it stay wholesale, you think? To be honest, I have this ambition with Alma to have like uh, the whole food for Latin American flavor, for Latin American food. So where can I, you can go and see uh, products from different parts of Latin America even like uh, you can take classes for Mexican cuisine or Peruvian cuisine. You can find also pr- uh, food from those countries uh, around Latin America. So it's kind of my vision to turn uh, my kind of the whole foods of Latin America. That is awesome. Yeah. That's an incredible goal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I think. Will take time, but I think that's kind of what I ambition with Alma Superfoods. And do you feel you're you're in um, the right location for that? I mean, there's obviously a huge. Oh yes, I think we are likely that we are in California, where a lot of people are very curious. 
I also is highly conscious. They wanted to hear about new ingredients. They also like sustainable sustainability, and they care about environment. They care about culture. So I think I am in a great place to start this kind of venture. So, with Peruvian food, do you think it's a trend? Yes, it is definitely it is.、Um, I think even ingredients, not only the Peruvian food. I think even ingredients. If you look nowadays, what is、uh, in the shops, like、uh, for example, quinoa, came like a really popular, and、uh, maca, maca is another ingredient that people really start、uh, using it a lot in many products. Uh, people start now talking about lucuma, and it's one of the flavors I have for my nut butters. But also, not about ingredients.、Uh, also, food like、uh, people are really、uh, talking about ceviche and how it's like.、Uh, even like、uh, other cultures like Mexico also have their ceviche.、Uh, they also refer to Peruvian ce- ceviche.、Uh, I I don't I. I don't want it to sound like,、uh, uh, I'm very proud about our ceviche, and people always say that Peruvian ceviche is the best. <laughs>、uh-huh. I, I find that also.、Uh, I've been getting a lot of requests, even for like the Peruvian chilies, like the aji amarillos and the aji、uh, panca. Yeah,、you know? exactly. And those chilies are the base for Peruvian cuisine. So we make a lot of sauces and many dishes with、uh, aji amarillo, aji panca. I use one of the yellow el the ají amarillo in one of my nut butters, and this actually is a savory nut butter and kind of the best sellers of the between the chipotle and the yellow ají pepper,、uh, which I call the ají amarillo.、Uh, people really like that one, and I was like a、uh, happily surprised that I saw that will be take some time that people start knowing the pepper and kind of、uh, be chipotle most popular, but. I was really got really surprised that people really like that pepper. It's very different. They they always refer to that pepper that's very different, fruity. They didn't try it before exactly. So I have like a for people that really want spicy, the chipotle one is the one they gonna look for. People that usually don't want something look like something mild, they go for the aji amarillo. But even people like、uh, really like spicy food, they say okay, I'm bringing both. Because they're very different, <laughs> so yeah, I feel like it's it is a trend when you find restaurants in Vegas with Peruvian, <laughs> and I not not this should not be a judge of anything, but like I know there was like a Peruvian Japanese place in Vegas、oh, yeah. in one of the casinos, and and I was like it was actually fantastic because ceviche and then Japanese liking sushi it was actually a really good match. Right, I mean, yeah, no. Actually, ceviche has a Japanese influence, so we have a lot of immigrants、uh, in Peru from Japan, and so ceviche is、uh, one of the dishes inspired in culture between Peru and Japan.、Uh, there is another one that is similar that is called tiradito, which is also made with a、uh, uh, raw fish but different kind of marination. So yeah, we have a lot of Japanese influence in our dishes. Also, we have a lot of Chinese uh, influence. Uh, so Peruvian Chinese food is called chifa, which is very very different than the Chinese food that you can find in United States. It's very very different. Even like、uh, we have the same stir fries,、uh, 
rice or like uh, noodle dishes. But I think the influence of ingredients that we put from Peruvian cuisine makes it very particularly different. We also have influence of African food. Uh, so, for example, we have we eat a lot of uh, organs, like a heart, stomach. So create different delicious dishes there. I know probably people would not want to try that one, but if you go to Peru, you should give it a try because they are really delicious. Will not. I <laughs> would. <laughs> <laughs> but also we have a European influence too. The quinoto that we you may like, uh, the risotto we make with uh, quinoa and we create a quinoto with that. Obviously we have influence from Andeans, right, from the Andean cuisine. So we use a lot of tubers. So do you know, like, uh, Peru have like 4,000 kind of varieties of potatoes. And uh, one of the things of Peru uh, put in their, in their dishes is potatoes. But it's not any kind of potato. Potatoes in Peru, you should try it, are very delicious, are very different. Depends on the dish you ask, you're going to, uh, have a different kind of potato. I figured it was really important because you see, uh, and you know, once again, it's Americanized Peruvian, but you see French fries being s- thrown into, you know, mm-hmm. per- uh, Peruvian dishes here. And so I, I don't know if that's like their representation of having a potato in the dish, you know, just throwing French fries in there. So, yes, uh, one of the dishes, our popular dishes, is called Lomo Saltado. Yeah, it has like a, f- a French fries there. Uh, and it's interesting because it's very, very similar to one of the dishes in um, Cambodia. It's called Buloglak. That is very kind of like a sauteed steak with onions and tomatoes. Very similar. No French fries. No French fries. Uh, no French fries. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think, yeah, like Peruvians are very proud of potatoes that they, we try to put in every single dish. <laughs> <laughs> and also we love rice. So also you're going to find rice in in Peruvian cuisine, rice and potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> they like their carbs. <laughs> yeah, we love our carbs. That's for sure. So tell us about something you may have tried, either business-wise or food-wise, that didn't turn out how you thought. So one day I remember that I was so excited because I brought from Peru this uh, amazing uh, uh, herb that we use a lot in many of our dishes. And it's called, in Spanish, huacatay, which in English is Peruvian mint. And this Peruvian is really, really aromatic. So I was like uh, really excited, ready to mix uh, and put it in nut butters. And I did all the process. I kind of started mixing and putting this ingredient in the nut butter and didn't turn out like uh, the way that I wanted. Unfortunately, I couldn't taste the flavor. Uh-huh. And when you make nut butters, it will be great that if you use the fresh product, but because you need uh, stable ingredients to make nut butters, the herb, uh, when you dry it, kind of lose the flavor. So this was a dry herb that you were trying to put in? Yes. Like reconstituted? Yeah, that's not unusual. There's yeah. a lot of herbs like that, like cilantro is terrible when it's dried. Dry. It's Lemongrass, very, yeah, too. Very yeah. different. So I was 
kind of disappointing as sad because I was so excited to introduce something new, but didn't turn out the way that I wanted. Have, had you used this herb before dried um, in just regular dishes, just not even with nut butters? Y- yes, but it's very different. You know, like uh, when you put bay leaves in a stew, it's really aromatic, right? You can feel it the same way with sage. But uh, for some reason with uh, the Peruvian mint, it's not the same. I realize like uh, you really need to use the fresh part, the fresh herb in order to kind of get the flavor you want. You had you used it in fresh? Fresh, yes, Before, many times. Yes. Yeah. Can you get that here? Fresh? Yes, you can f- okay. you can find fresh uh in some Latino stores. So that could be something you could work on. Yes, I think that will be kind of reserved on another kind of product. But uh, I think for nut butters, not going to work, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> this one. So do you have a restaurant in the area that you really highly recommend? I have a couple restaurants uh, I would like to go. One of them is uh, Limon. I love uh, their rostezzeri chicken. Yeah, Limon in San Francisco. In the, San Francisco. In the yeah, in the Mission. They have two locations, I think, in the Mission. And... Uh, they are particularly good making um, their rostizre chicken. The chicken is very delicious and kind with sides and a salad and this particular sauce that are very Peruvian sauce are well done. So I totally recommend when you go to Limon, ask for the rostizre chicken. Okay. And uh, Lamar. Lamar, yes. Lamar is a good restaurant actually. On Embarcadero? In Embarcadero, yeah. It's a restaurant from well-known chef from Peru, uh, Gaston Acurio. I love that guy too uh, because I think with Gaston Acurio, all the boon of uh, Peruvian gastronomy start, and people really realize that how proud you can be about Peruvian products. I think he really loved to work with the farmers. Uh, and kind of change uh, the people's thoughts about Peruvian ingredients because first people don't really uh, value what we have, but with him kind of uh, kind of honor the agriculture and working with locals and saying, "Oh, your potato is great. Let's uh, put. I think this is good in this dish." So people start realizing that how lucky we are to have diverse ingredients in Peru. So people now are like, uh, every Peruvian now I think is ambassador to talk about ingredients and Peruvian cuisine. So yes, I think as long as could change their minds and people really are proud about to be Peruvian, about what is Peruvian cuisine, about Peruvian products. So what is... Mm-hmm. What is your favorite food that isn't Peruvian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you put me in a, po- in a tough situation. Of course, number one is Peruvian. But I think in general, I, I really like to enjoy different kind of gastronomies. It's hard for me to say this is my favorite dish because I have so many favorite dishes uh, depending on the cuisine. But what I, I like to appreciate is like uh, how the product is made. For example, I was in Italy uh, last month and 
Like I really appreciate how is the difference of eat fresh pasta versus just not having fresh pasta. And it makes the difference to have really a good fresh pasta in your dish and with like a fresh tomatoes and real Parmesan cheese. So I think where you where I go, I always enjoy food. Uh, I, I really like to kind of eat the local food where is that from that place. And I think if I have to think in a favorite dish, uh, now it's like coming to my mom, my mom, apple pie. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thinking about now, it's like uh, I really have good memories making apple pie with my mom. And I think it was the best apple pie ever. Um, I think also what I am now is thanks for her because she introduced me for the love of uh, food, gastronomy, and also fresh food. So my mom was my mom was a chef, and she used to run a well-known catering business in Peru. So uh, that's where the love of food comes from. Yes, <laughs> I see. So you're Alma Superfoods. Where does that name come from? And do people call you Alma? Uh, yes, <laughs> they do. To be honest, yes. Uh, and actually, it doesn't bother me. I think Alma is a beautiful name. Yes. Does it mean something? Yes. Uh, so the name Alma come from, uh, in Spanish, means soul. Uh, for, for us, uh, the meaning of Alma is um, the soul that I put with Latin American ingredients, the soul of a culture, of soul of heritage. And also everything that you make with soul, you make with heart, with the heart, sorry, with the heart and with love and passion. So that's for me the, what is the name is Alma. That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, that is really beautiful. So now we come to our rapid fire round. So we're just going to ask you questions. Don't think about it too hard. So it's just a one word answer or a this and that, right? <laughs> okay, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Coffee or tea? Tea. Dark milk or white chocolate? Dark. Sweet or spicy? Sweet. If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Probably dancing. Oh, wow. <laughs> What is the strangest food that you've ever eaten? What do you think of it? I one time I ate a snake. I take it you didn't enjoy that. <laughs> no. Many people told me well, it's like uh, eating chicken, but it was not. It was awful. <laughs> uh, okay. What is your three favorite toppings to put on an ice cream sundae? Chocolate, fruits for sure, and uh, nuts. Nice. See? The end. (laughs) (laughs) So for everybody, how can we find Alma Foods? You can find us in our website, uh, www.almasuperfoods.com. But also we are in some stores uh, around uh, the peninsula. We are in Sigona's Redwood City and Sigona's Stanford Shopping Mall. We are in Bianchini's Palo Alto. We are in uh, the market at Edgewood in Palo Alto. We are actually in a farm stand that I really love is Vegilution. It's in East San Jose. We are in Belmont here at the Gridian, working more for more stores, but you can find us there. 
And if anything, it's always going to be updated on your website. Yes. And also you can find us in Kitchen Fine 18. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Julie of Alma Superfoods. We appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. This was fun. And I love you guys. You are so awesome. I feel so... <laughs> And I, I feel I'm so happy to find, to be honest, this place because I was like doing research for uh, commercial kitchens in the past before coming to Kitchen Fine 19. And what I found, it was kind of disappointed and sad. It was kind of hard. And also what I found was not like... A, it's not a community. No community. It's not a community. That's, uh, that's certainly our intention with Kitchen 519. Um we we wanted to be welcoming to people. I mean, that's important to Christine and I. I mean, because we feel that if we create a community here and that people feel comfortable here, they will respect the space as well, right? And that's what we want. We want people who can respect the space and feel s- secure and comfortable here. Yeah, and I feel all, all that, guys, uh, here. So thank you. Thank you for making this place really enjoyable and uh, everybody's awesome. Like uh, all the other entrepreneurs are really nice and really respectful. So I like that. Well, we're happy to have you. Thank you for listening to Let Us Wrap with Christina and Tammy. Thank you to our engineer and producer, Jason Anthony Guy. If you like our show, please recommend us to your friends. Please have them subscribe and rate us on iTunes or wherever they get their podcasts. If you have any feedback or suggestions, please tweet us at LetUsWrapPod or email us at LetUsWrapPod at gmail.com. Take it away, Juliana. Until next time, it's a wrap. <laughs>